This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, so I watch them so that you don't have to. And today, you're really not going to want to <laughs> oh, <laughs> watch man. this one. There oh, was no God. warning given. I would just want to say there was nothing to prepare us. I've been absolutely out of my mind, stressed at the thought of ever having to do this movie. And the fact that it's just casually dropping in just a random week in May, like (laughs) no, no signs. This is your war. This is your warning folks. Oh my God. This is like a double black diamond. (laughs) It's a double black diamond. But before we get into that, did anything scary happen to us this week? I just want to say the other day I got home from school and I was like, I'm going to exercise. And mm. I put Bravo. on a Jake Dupree video, which Sammy knows well. Jake Dupree. Jake Dupree, will, pop sugar, check him kick out. Kick your fucking ass. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just do a 30 minute one. That's like fine. I can I can do that. And like the warm up is like really he's, fast. It, he's insane. He's, an, he's insane. insane. <laughs> and and like... But okay, so I get five minutes in to this video and I got like the worst cramp I've ever gotten oh, on no. my side. My my whole like left Ow. oblique basically started like seizing. Oh no, those really hurt when that happens. I thought I had a hernia. I was like, oh, Ow. I have a hernia. This is what oh, you know what? I this got is a, what this is. A Charlie horse the other day. Was it like, <laughs> did it feel like that? They hurt so badly. Is a Charlie horse in your foot? Yeah, usually. I think Not all the time. mine was in my. Are you like calf? mine was in my hip? Uh, can Ooh. it? Can you have it in other parts of your body? I it's guess when your muscle like freezes and yeah, it's like it, and it like and because it was on my side, it like made me like. It sounds like it was fold. a Charlie horse. Sounds like it was a Charlie horse, and it was. They're awful. They're off, and it was like like I was like, oh, I have a hernia, which thankfully I didn't. But. I w- uh, so after I like dealt with that, and of course I was like, well, I'm not doing this video. <laughs> I just was. Uh, uh, look, I'm not <laughs> the world's strongest person, but I'm not like inactive. And the fact that that happened to me, I, I just was like, OK, this is this is how it starts. Like my body is deteriorating. Oh, I had that moment, I feel like 10 years ago. Where, well, I mean, it's yes, been I just. I fucking froze. It just this was like such a big it. moment. Like it was like my yeah. body. Like I was like truly like, oh, this is like I need to look up what this is and see if I need to like go to the hospital. <sighs> you know, it it happens. It just happens. It's fine. I think a Charlie horse is like those Not are just age. a random thing. Yeah, is I'm, it? I'm going to say something that's really annoying, okay. which is which <laughs> Thank is. Thank you for warning. <laughs> had you had <laughs> enough water that day? Okay, okay. Because I get Charlie horses in the arch of my Henley, foot that was feet. so fucking annoying. 
I find it extremely annoying anytime I have like an ailment or feel any certain certain way, and someone's like, "Did you drink? Did you drink, did you, did you drink enough water?" It's like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Yes, water. I had enough water. Wait, you know what? I'd had more coffee than usual too. Mm-hmm. So I was that probably dehydrated. contributes to my Charlie horses in my. my body's I don't get them that fine. often, but no, they. It really is. I think makes a difference if you're not well hydrated. Wow. So there's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. Absolutely not. It's not the end. It's the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) It's only the beginning of more water. Wow. I'm going to drink some water right now. Charlie horses always make me think of, do you guys remember in like 17 magazine, there'd be one page that was like embarrassing stories from our listeners and there'd be little blurbs. Oh, yes. Yes. Always. Listeners submitted embarrassing stories. One has stuck in my brain forever. And I think about it every time I think of Charlie horses. It was a girl on a soccer team at school who got a Charlie horse and went up, went up to her coach to ask to to sit out for a bit or whatever, but forgot the w- word for Charlie horse and said, I have a camel toe. Can I be please be excused? <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> That's really and, funny. He said, and she said that he was just like, um... Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. That is really uh, that's funny. Good. That's really good. <laughs> that's, I thought you were going to say, Sammy, that it reminded you of, um, I don't know if they were in Seventeen Magazine, but they would be in like Cosmo. There would be that one page of like the sexy story in the oh, back of yeah. the magazine. Oh, yeah. I would love to have those collated and given to me as a book. Yes, a short story compilation of all of the like two page sexy (laughs) Cosmo stories. (laughs) That would be great. Yeah. The archives. The archives. Um, The scary thing that happened to me this week is that I really feel like the doors have opened for me recently to the concept of um, international shopping online. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? International shopping. <laughs> what are you talking about? That, I've never used that phrase before in my life. That was the first time those words have come out of my mouth. International <laughs> shopping, but I can't think of another way to describe it. So shopping across borders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you talking what? about? What are you buying? So, what are you importing? For, first, exactly. <laughs> First of all, um, I like hate everything I buy all the time. So don't no one like take any of my suggestions. But I feel like there are a lot of clothing brands based in Australia, especially that are providing that are like providing something that we're just not getting in the United States. Um, and I never have purchased anything from Australia. What are the shipping costs on these things? Well, that, I've never purchased anything from Australia because I'm like, mm. the shipping is going to be crazy. I'm going to have to pay like crazy duties or taxes. Um, it'll take forever to get here, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, this benefits the customer probably really bad long term um, effects for wh- whatever this is. But the supply chain is now so that you don't have to pay shipping. Like I just bought stuff from a couple different brands in Australia. It arrived in a matter of days. It I mean, didn't cost I me any shipping. You, but all the clothes that you wear are made not in the United no, no, States. No, no, Obviously, no, of course, of course. There's a difference between like where they're made and where the brand is located. You know what I mean? 
True. But I mean, that like clothes get to you that fast from anywhere, you know, you just don't see it. Well, but usually it's like a brand is located in the it's like a United States. Sure. So there are lots of stores <laughs> that are based in Australia. How did. So just like little I, independent Australian brands? Yeah, actually. How'd you find them? Through Instagram, mostly. Nice. But also there are a lot of like TikTok influencers who are okay, based. Okay, here, th- here's where we're mm. It's TikTok. Yeah, it's TikTok. So there's also one. Really buried the lead. You're TikTok shopping. There's one Spanish TikTok style influencer who I really like, who I follow, who's from Barcelona. And she buys all of the things that she's you know, getting gifted and promoting and wearing, etc. All of them are just from brands I've never heard of before. And they're based like in what? Spain. Well, one I just bought from um, three dresses from called Daughters of India. And it's really cool. They, they use fabric that's like dead stock fabric from India. That's like very beautiful patterns. It's just like, I, I feel like, like stuff it's just I providing... It's providing options. I'm not I'm seeing a lot of the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And um, this kind of opened the door to me. However, when I'm not pregnant, I would like to just go shop like in thrift stores or something where I can Mm -hmm. try clothes on. But right now I'm pregnant. And so I'm like (laughs) having to get a little creative. Um, So anyway, I just bought three dresses from this place, Daughters of India. I really like it. I recommend it. And I've been really wanting these boots from um, Mexico, but the shipping's like $80 and I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, then, of course, not everything is going to have. Also, the environmental implications of this. I I don't know. I know. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is necessarily a good thing. This is why why I preface. This is why it's scary. Exactly. Like, I'm not sure. Also, that brand. Baba, which is based out of Spain, which is an environment, very environmentally friendly brand. They make those beautiful sweaters out of mm, that, just that absolutely like gorgeous wool. environmentally friendly if it's being shipped on a plane, you know, but but that's everything. That's but that's literally everything. everything. Here's it's the like thing everything. Is, yeah. It's like everything you get at Rite Aid. No brand. Yeah. Almost. no. I, so I'm in a global sourcing class right now and there nothing is made here. Like, li- like yeah. nothing is made here. And no, 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 nothing. And I'm not saying I'm not saying the stuff that we're buying in the U.S. is made here. That's not what I'm saying. No, 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 I'm I, know. Saying, I just mean yeah. like in terms of it's not I don't think I really don't think if you th- you're thinking about like shipping it from Australia, obviously that's that's bad. But even if you're buying U.S. brands, your clothing has been shipped all over the fucking world. Right. Maybe the things made in Australia were like made in Australia and then shipped from there to the U.S., in which case that's probably better than a brand that was from the U.S., made in a factory in China, shipped overseas for some other part of the process. Like, it's all very bad. (laughs) Right. It's all it's all very bad. Um, Okay. Oh, the other one that I just bought stuff from is something called Piyama. (laughs) Piyama! Piyama, which is a pajama brand. And they're designed (laughs) in Australia and they're made in Bali. Um, but I've just been loving discovering these like little brands that I didn't know anything about and I'm having a great time. And again, I really, I mean, someone's going to tell me I'm wrong, but I just feel I'm like so recently so overwhelmed by how terrible 
the fashion industry is on the environment. So I really, honestly, mm-hmm. I really, I think there's, there's, I mean, if these brands are smaller brands, there's probably a lot of benefit to buying from them. If they, cause like chances are they're more ethically produced in the process of the clothes being made. So it's like, well, I don't know. All shopping is bad, but you should support the people who's, I don't know, shit you like. And that is hopefully made ethically. Yeah, I... Or just buy secondhand, but it's not always easy for everybody to do that. You know? Yeah, I would I would like to just shop secondhand moving forward. Once I have like a... It takes fucking work, man. Once I have the time to do that, exactly. Yeah. Which will happen maybe approximately like five years from now. That's when I'll start. <laughs> Great. Great. Perfect. Until then... You got Piyama <laughs> and Baba. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, I um, love this. Sammy, how was your week? Um, my week was good. I'm going to take it back to bodies. Mm. Great. Um, something that I did last week, or I guess it was two weeks ago, I'm cheating, um, uh-huh. was that I had a colonoscopy. <laughs> Mm, tell us everything it was a my second colonoscopy because i recently got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and Mm -hmm. just wanted to um tell everybody (laughs) (laughs) is this the public announcement this is the public announcement sharing it with the world she's making it insta official that's right because I would yeah. like to know more people with ulcerative colitis. I don't see a lot of people talking about it in... I bet people are going to be really happy to hear you talk about it. Yeah. I tell almost everyone that you have it. <laughs> so thank, thank you, Henley. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, but I have I really spread the word. I feel like it's come up. I feel like it has come up in conversation multiple times with other people and I obviously never say you have it, but I'll be like, oh, my friend has ulcerative colitis because it's like somehow come up in conversation. Mm. Like, I feel like it's a very common thing yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's 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 um, an inflammatory bowel disease. There's also Crohn's and it's an autoimmune disorder that uh, causes ulcers in your colon, really fun stuff. But anyways, oh, so the, the second colonoscopy showed that I have significant improvement. So that's very exciting. Notably improved. We are thrilled. Emily picks, Emily's my, my medical contact and she picks me up for my colonoscopies when I'm, I get a little call. Sedated. Says, Hi, is this Emily? Samantha's going to be ready to be picked up. Your medical concierge. Yes. A little chauffeur. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to say a shout out to uh, people with IBD. It fucking sucks. It fucking <laughs> sucks. Fucking sucks. <laughs> and um, just commiserating about it can be healing in itself. So yes. And but the true scary thing that I wanted to say about it was that as I was taking an Uber to the colonoscopy, because <laughs> you're not allowed to drive yourself, uh, my Uber driver, as we were getting on the freeway, did the sign of the cross uh, across his chest, <gasps> like blessed himself as no. we got onto the freeway. <laughs> as no. if it was like he'd never driven on a freeway before no. and was like terrified. 
And oh I just smiled. I just smiled in the back seat, like, okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> That's how I Big felt the day first for time me. I drove in LA. I felt like I was gonna die any second the oh whole God, time. So but scary. it's so funny to imagine an Uber but, driver. Yeah, you weren't a driver by train. <laughs> so funny. It really made me laugh. I was like, this is either a very funny joke of his or a very scary thing happening right now. <laughs> Doesn't inspire yeah, confidence, not no. one bit. But I mean, he he was great. We the drive was smooth. I think yeah. he did a great job. Great. We all arrived. God took and, him. Took mm-hmm. him over the freeway. Yep. Took you to your colonoscopy. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, God, our Lord. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you, God. Um, yeah. Mm, and um, speaking of. God. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's talk about today's movie. Oh my God. We're going to be talking about martyrs. And this, I feel like, is going to be the worst movie we've ever talked about. Human Centipede. Oh, awesome. Human Centipede, who? <laughs> oh, awesome. This is this so is much worse. Re- oh, cool. Um, but that that said, I like Human Centipede. I think it's funny, and I yes. I also liked this movie. But it's but it's not funny, not funny at all. <laughs> Don't even. It, there's not one ounce of good time in this film. I remember I first heard of this movie when we had the, our guest and Emily's good friend Rebecca Robertson on, and she did It Follows, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She did. and um. Uh, she loves horror movies. She was telling us how much she loves horror movies, but the, we asked her if there were any like she couldn't handle. And she was like, well, one that's absolutely horrendous and you should never do and never ever see is Martyrs. <laughs> like, and I remember her just going on about how awful it was we and how it scarred never do her. It. And, and I remember thinking, well, we'll never do that one. I mean, I must have, yeah, I must have forgot that. <laughs> I, re- I really remember that was the first time I'd ever heard of the movie. And since then, people have occasionally recommended we do it or been like, this one's hor- like you so can't do scary. It. Don't do it. Yeah, stay away. But fuck, the day has come. The day has finally come. It's just like how much we've grown on the podcast. Like I've probably stayed away from this one for a long time intentionally as well. And so I feel like I've reached a point in my horror journey where I'm like, give me the best you got. Give me Guess your it's best time. fucking Guess shot. It's time for fucking martyrs. I got mm-hmm. up. Uh, my tolerance is just climbing. And so. Oh, God. And this is a really interesting one for that state of mind because I think another thing you guys are going to hate is that I feel like it has some thematic similarities to funny games no <laughs> no are you fucking kidding me not oh in, my god not in, not in the same way but I think there is a question of like are you liking this you fucking want this you want this is this what you, you sick want freak. you, you sick freak you're sitting here watching this <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. like, it's like a, a questioning of the audience and why we enjoy horror movies in mm. particular. Mm-hmm. And it had me questioning. Valid it question. had me questioning. Valid yeah. question. Okay. Yeah, and especially like harming women specifically, why we like to watch that so much. Because right. that is across all genres. We see that everywhere. Yeah. And this is just taking it up to the highest decibel. Yeah. 
possible. We'll, Fuck. Yeah, we'll get into all of that. I'll tell you that <laughs> Monsters came in, came out in 2008, written and directed by Pascal Laguier, starring Moriana Alawi, um, Melaine Jampanoy, and Catherine Begin. Probably said all of those wrong, but what? Um, it's on Shutter.com. What's the language of this film? It is French. It is part French. of the French New Extremity. We've spoken about that before. God damn it. <laughs> it's mm. in such company as films uh, like High Tension and Irreversible and Titan uh, Inside. And so the reason I picked it for this week was actually because I was like, what's a good Mother's Day episode? What? <laughs> No, no, it doesn't. But I was going to pick Inside because Inside is a movie told from the inside of a pregnant woman's belly. And it's another new French extremity film. And I was curious about it. But then I had also Martyrs had just been put on Shudder. And so I was just like in the headspace for that type of movie and ended up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going with Martyrs. But I'm still curious about Inside. Maybe next Mother's Day. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. We, have still have a, we have a year. You'll be further away from pregnancy then, Henley. So maybe you'll be able to. Oh, I'll be fine. You'll be fine. You won't even care. I won't even care about it. I won't even bat an eye. We've done possession and now I can do anything. <laughs> I don't know, man. After this, we can, you can say that. We can just, we can see. We'll just have to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so see. bad. Emily, do you even know how bad this is about to be? This is going to be no. really bad. No, I, um, I, <laughs> I don't know whether you're properly worried. Cause I feel like I'm really no, worried. I know I'm, I'm doing the thing where, um, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't even care. You know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> yes, like, I'm, yes. yeah, and I'm wrong, yes. <laughs> but my, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna you're like, I got it. It. whatever. Okay. Bad movie. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> Uh, I will be very upset. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. yeah. I'm um, genuinely probably the most uh, upsetting movie I've seen. It's like this and the Nightingale for me are oh, like no hitting the same oh. spots. She keeps adding. She keeps adding things on. <sighs> I know. Are, I know. Right? I know. It's okay. just. Uh, okay. Is it short? Nope. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Give us some good news. And the good news is that I loved the first half of it (laughs) i liked it all i liked it all i think the first half it it was genuinely like is this my favorite movie like i love this movie so much in a dark and then dark way still in a nightingale type way (laughs) and uh and then it goes to some places that i think are really interesting but just like so hard to even come close to enjoying (laughs) Oh my god. Um so oh my god. <laughs> what's gonna happen? It's really bad. No, it's Henley, really what's bad. What's gonna happen? It's gonna be bad, Emily. Like I just my hand is like cramping and sweating. Oh, we're gonna like, get Charlie horses. So yeah, we have to take sips of water throughout this episode okay. to um okay. for our for our health and, and wellness. Um, this movie has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 22% on Metacritic, and a 7 on IMDb. Whoa. All, 7. All over the place. All over the Pretty place. high on IMDb. Yeah. Interesting. Above average. Budget was 2.8 million euros, and it made 1.1 $1. $1 million. 
<laughs> you okay. dollars, so okay. you can do the conversions yourselves. I didn't do it. <laughs> Less, but you know. <laughs> I guess not. Well, how strong was the euro in 2008? I, know, was, I was like, well, in 2008, what was that it was, rate? it was like a double, uh, right? I mean, it was double the dollar. I feel yeah. I, that's okay. I was actually in Europe in 2008, and I do feel like I was like, man, she's expensive here. Mm-hmm. That's expensive. <laughs> that would have been when I was yeah studying abroad. But part of why it lost money is because it got basically the equivalent <laughs> of an X rating in France. Mm-hmm. They like barely ever give that to any movies, and they eventually argued their way to getting a equivalent of an R rating, but. It still hurt the box office. And then the Weinstein company purchased the North American distribution rights following Ew, its screening at Cannes. But Bob Weinstein was ultimately so revulsed by the film that they chose not to release it. Oh, it was too disgusting for the Weinsteins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So they sent it straight to DVD. Too gross for the Weinsteins. <laughs> a bridge too far. What a fucking... Fully fictional abuse on women. Too much. <laughs> Harvey loved it. He's not quoted. We don't know what he thought. Yeah, we don't know how Harvey felt about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. You know, I... It feels like there should be different tiers of R ratings. Or maybe we need to, yeah. like, make X rating or whatever the NC-17, like... Because it's... It, this can't have the same rating as as like super bad <laughs> like that's like fucked up right yeah it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any or like even the same as like scream you know like that's not okay well it gets also back to what we rate as being needing right. R, like where it's like you show one boob and it's one boob <laughs> it's like the equivalent is like of like extreme violence yeah it's, um, not, it's not right one boob it's <laughs> just singular boob <laughs> a little nip, nip slip a little, little Janet Jackson situation mm-hmm. just the one just the one um, and then this is I mean you hate to hear it but it's not shocking both of the main actresses in this movie said that they would never work with this director again oh Fuck. no I'm glad I didn't know this before watching one of the actresses that's gonna make it harder to hear about one of the actresses fell off a soundstage and broke three bones and oh my god they had to delay shooting for six weeks while she healed um, That's awful. The director wrote this film while he was, won't surprise you, incredibly depressed and in a borderline suicidal state. The film's sound designer, Benoit Lestang, committed Lestang committed suicide right before this movie came out. Oh, my God. This movie is like so it's so bleak. It's so nihilistic. It's just like <laughs> existentially very, very tough. Um <clears throat> I wouldn't call this movie torture porn. Maybe that's some good oh. news for you. I was I expecting it to be full torture por- porn. I, I think based on everything else I've just heard, I don't know that that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear you say that, though. I was surprised to feel that way because I was expecting that a bit. And I think probably some people do label this as torture porn. Mm. I think there's an argument to be made that it is not which we'll talk about more at the end but 
our trailer reaction is going to be available just on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TSCW podcast. But we're just going to get right into this movie. I can't believe this is how I'm spending my Sunday afternoon. I can't believe this is how I just spend like every Sunday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Now Henley's having an existential crisis. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is how I spent my Sunday morning was like re-watching Martyrs. And it was like just a regular (laughs) Sunday morning activity, taking notes on Martyrs. I cried so many times watching this movie. I'm probably going to cry retelling oh it. Um, trigger warnings for self-harm and suicide. Notably, though, no sexual violence in this film. Another piece of oh, good news. Oh, huge. Yeah. Surprised by that as well. I, this yeah, movie okay. really surprised me in a lot of ways. It's like not at all what I expected it to be, which is cool, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Let's do it. So I'm going to be probably a little more detailed in the in the beginning because I loved the first half of this movie so much and I think it's so good and I want to recreate that for you. And then the second half, we'll kind of zoom through because <laughs> 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 I don't want to spend too much time there. Uh, okay. Love that. Love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we start with a shot of a girl running, screaming and crying, looking like she's just escaped something very, very horrible. She has cuts and bruises all over her. She's limping. Um, one of her eyes, I think, is like swollen shut, like something clearly very horrible has happened to her. This is what like 
we're essentially starting on the final shot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So this is like kind of as if it's a final girl, but we're starting at the end of the movie, picking up where most movies leave off. Leave. I love. Off. I love that. Yeah, that's that's that's, cool. that's a really really good idea. How old is she? She's a teenager, probably thirteen or okay. something. Ooh, young. And then we cut to some. Uh, Super 8 footage of it's like almost a documentary that they're they're like a a movie that they've made or like a news report type thing that they've made uh, after finding this girl. Her name is Lucy and we're hearing some facts as whoever this reporter is or uh, is going into the site where she was found or where they where she like directed them to like this is where I escaped from but this building has now been abandoned so whoever was hurting her abusing her has gone and um but we're seeing the facility that she was held there's she was held in chains on a chair with a hole in the seat for her to like go to the bathroom into a bucket below and like strapped onto this chair we see like wounds on her wrists from where she was bound Mm. and he tells us that there was not she was not raped or sexually abused but was obviously like other other than that basically every other type of abuse you can think of and she kind of doesn't really talk about what happened to her she's obviously extremely traumatized and she's in like an orphanage facility and befriends another girl named Anna and Anna is becomes kind of a caretaker for her even though they're the same age Anna really uh is like very very kind to her is like you see this footage of them playing together and Anna like really holding Lucy and calming her when she gets stressed and it's like this very sweet friendship uh then we see that the the film stops and they're showing it to Anna. We like cut into the orphanage now and Anna's watching that movie and it's basically police showing or like detectives showing that to her being like, do you know why we showed you this video? And they, she says, you want to find the people that did this to Lucy? And they say, yes. Like, what can you tell us? Has she told you anything? And they're basically trying to investigate, but have no leads and uh, like have hit a dead end and Anna's basically like it was always really dark um she like just remembers their faces like there's not any uh, not any really defining things for them and so I don't know it seems kind of like they're not gonna find these people So after she speaks to the detectives, Anna goes back to the room that she shares with Lucy and we hear Lucy crying in the bathroom and uh, Anna like goes in and is like, Lucy, and we see there's blood all over the bathtub and Lucy has like cuts on her forearms and Anna again like holds her and is stroking her and saying, it's okay, calm down, calm down. Or she says like, why did you do that to yourself? And Lucy says, I didn't. It wasn't me. And Anna is stroking her hair into like soothing her and gets her cleaned up and into bed and says, do you want to sleep in bed with me? Uh, Lucy gets in her own bed. Anna falls asleep. And then we hear something in the room with them. And there's kind of a we see like a little scuttling something 
<gasps> and Lucy is like a like a creature. Yeah. And Lucy is terrified. Okay. And it's like a traditional kind of jump scary horror vibe, which I was not expecting mm-hmm. in, in this movie. Yeah. I feel like in what I think of as torture porn movies, it's like there's not that type of scares usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like genuinely a very scary scene where she's something is in the room with her. It crawls under her bed. <gasps> she's like looking over the edge of her bed and can't see it and then jumps like pulls the covers over her head but then hears the bed moving and pulls the covers down and we see crouched at the foot of the bed this creature that looks like human form ish but crouched in a very animal pose and like hisses at her cut to black and this is lucy lucy just experienced all of that Mm -hmm. okay do we get a good look at what this creature is it looks is it too dark human but it's dark. It's nighttime. Like, could it be Anna? Um, no, we see Anna is like in her bed sleeping. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm like parched. I'm going to get a freaking Charlie I'm horse too. Get, yeah. You got to avoid those Charlie horses. Drink your freaking water. Um, so, okay. Then a title card comes up 15 years later. Uh, oh, shit. It, it, it started in 1971. And now we're in 1986, which um, doesn't matter too much. But I think for historical context, I was listening to another podcast about this and they talked about how the French and Algerian war was right around like just before that time. And that war was like marked by a lot of torture. And so I thought that was just interesting in terms of torture porn becoming popular here when torture Mm. was happening for real in the historical context and so i think like setting it at this time is interesting in terms of that i just always find that kind of fascinating so 15 years later we hear a girl screaming and we see her running down the stairs she falls and she's scrambling to get away we see a boy chasing her And like getting on top of her and pinning her down and she's screaming and then she starts laughing and we hear a man's voice like, break it up, you two. And we realize that these are brother and sister and she had like stolen a little note from his crush and he's trying to get it back from her. I thought it was a very clever little fake out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How old are they? um, Probably 15 and 18. Okay. So it's older brother, younger sister. And we see them now get their dad calls them into the kitchen. It's time for lunch. They all sit at the table together. We see a newspaper cutout on the fridge that the girl has just won a swim meet at school and was printed in the newspaper like that. She got first place and the whole family's in the photo and we see her mom come in from the yard and they're like, a seemingly like pretty happy family. Everybody's making jokes. They're making jokes about the son wanting to be a pastry chef instead of a lawyer and like being really unnecessarily mean about pastry chefs. <laughs> I feel like seems like a pretty cool job. Yeah. yeah. Very, very Way dignified but, profession. Right. But they want him to be a lawyer and they're all laughing, poking fun at him. Doorbell rings. Dad goes to answer it. 
gets shot through the chest. <gasps> oh. Camera reveal a woman in a a beanie and black like dressed in all black with a double barrel shotgun comes into the house shoots the mom kills the mom <gasps> what the girl runs screaming like covered in blood into another room she narrowly escapes and like gets into the other room we see the person with the shotgun has a scar on her eye so we assume that this is lucy 15 years later because mm. we know she had an eye injury mm -hmm. as a kid wow and she comes into the kitchen the son is there kind of frozen in fear and she's pointing the gun at him and she says how old are you he says 18 and she looks like she's kind of debating in her own mind what to do and she says do you know what your parents did to me and he looks kind of an unreadable look and she's trying to figure it out and then she shoots him Whoa, whoa. So parents. So it was the mom and the dad. And uh, yeah. And then she goes into the room where the daughter is hiding under the bed. She shoots through the bed. Daughter screams, but isn't isn't dead and then runs for runs for the door as Lucy is reloading and Lucy uh, shoots her through the back as well. Oh, my God. And then after she kills all four of them, she drops to her knees and just like lets out these horrible moans and Ugh. like starts sobbing. And then she's oof, like oof, oof, oof. hitting the mom's dead body, saying, how could you do that to me? How could you do that to me? And screaming. And she is like starts screaming so much and she like grabs her shotgun again like she's gonna shoot them again she's so angry and then she just like shoots up into the ceiling and it matched or like cuts to these birds flying off trees it's a nice cut but then it like made me think of um hot fuzz when they're like you ever fire your gun up into the air and say ah <laughs> <laughs> um and i just held on to that um to laugh at this moment because it's just absolutely devastating so this is 15 minutes into the movie and this is what i thought the whole movie was going to be this is literally like basically the opening scene and i thought the okay. whole thing was going to be her trying to get revenge on the people that hurt her she she did it immediately so already wow. i'm so okay. surprised and it yeah. was very unexpected Do you get do we get any context of like who these people are, how she found them, what, why they did that to her, anything? Um, eventually, but no, right now okay. we're like confused. How does she know okay. that these are the right people? Like, we don't know anything that's happened. And so she then calls a payphone and Anna is there waiting, answers it. Lucy tells Anna it was them. I did it. And Anna's looking really panicked saying you did what what did you do and she said i killed them all and anna's looking scared and says you're supposed to just observe them like what are you talking about like where, what's the address like i'm coming there i'm coming there right now and mm. uh we she's i think she mentions here that she recognized them from the photo in the newspaper oh from the swim meet yeah wow there it is this is why you should never win awards. Never be seen publicly. Mediocrity will save you. Mm -hmm. Especially mm -hmm. if you've tortured someone. 
And they're looking yeah, for you. Don't get your picture printed in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Anna gets the address. She's on her way to come to come to Lucy. And as Lucy is waiting in the house, it, she we hear something move scuttling around mm. and looks around the corner and we see it's like a woman's body with cuts all over it essentially and she's moving in this very like primal crawly like descent type way <laughs> and lucy looks very scared and switches to or she drops her gun and grabs a switchblade and She's moving slowly, trying to approach the creature. The creature just scuttled away, but she dips her hand in a pool of blood and is showing her bloody hand now as like an offering or like proof. And she's yelling out, I did it. Look, I did it. And uh, the creature jumps on her, attacks her, grabs the knife out of her hand and starts slicing her back. Oh, Jesus. She's screaming and like is able to kick her off and runs into the bathroom and is hearing the creature outside the door and crying like. And then she turns her head and sees herself as a kid chained to the chair. And we get go into a flashback and uh, someone comes into the room with her with uh, sitting on the chair and grabs her mouth to like push, pull her mouth open. And it match cuts to her back in the uh, bathroom that she's shut herself in with her, like holding her own hands over her mouth now from screaming. And I just lo I love a match cut and think this movie's edited very well. She's just calling that out. And she doesn't hear the creature outside the door anymore. So she's like very slowly opening it, seeing if the coast is clear. And as she like reaches her hand out, the creature stabs her through the hand. Jesus. Ugh. And she runs out and runs out of the house screaming into the woods and is like running, screaming through the woods and runs straight into Anna. They collide and like collapse onto the ground. Uh, Lucy is in a complete state of panic and Anna again is like holding her and like stroking her immediately and is like it's okay it's okay like calm down calm down it's okay Lucy's saying she's in there she's in there she's in there Anna goes I know I know I know I know it's okay like calm down and so at this point I'm like assuming that this creature is not uh, in reality and that it's a yeah. like part of Lucy's like, trauma. trauma yeah because Anna is completely unafraid mm -hmm. and like aware of this yes yeah. yeah yeah like this has been something that has happened before and so she kind of soothes lucy a bit and says it's okay it's okay like i'm gonna go inside i need to go and and lucy is like no she's in there you can't go in there she's like it's okay it's okay like i'm gonna be okay you're gonna be okay i need to go in mm -hmm. and lucy says she hurt me even worse than before this like this time is even worse than last time and Anna is like, it's okay. She goes in and sees the very bloody, violent crime scene that um, is in the house of all the dead bodies. She sees the dead kids and Anna's really crying and 
at this point, I'm feeling doubt about if these are the right people. And it seems like Anna is as well. Anna seems mm-hmm. like very upset um, by this outcome. And then eventually uh, Lucy comes back in. Anna sees her her back is all sliced up and she has starts like tending to her wounds and stitching her up get out of there that's what i'm thinking they seem completely unconcerned with this crime scene they're getting like dna everywhere touching shit uh and i think at some point Anna acknowledges that because she called her from there. They're like, she's like, they're, they're going to know it was us, but there's not as much attention really paid scared to of the police. They're like scared of something else. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they're like, if we call the cops, you're going to go to jail for murdering this family or people. So they're trying to stitch up her or she stitches up her back. It looks very bad. And uh, Anna starts moving, carrying the bodies into a bathroom, getting them all four in the same room. And as she's doing this, she's crying. And Lucy comes in and sees her crying and gets upset and basically like, why are you crying for them? Like they hurt me. You know how much they hurt me. And Anna kind of tries to nod and say, yes, like you're right and hide that she is feeling these mixed feelings or that she's feeling doubt or torn. And Mm -hmm. Lucy pulls out that newspaper ad and shows it to her. And she's like, it's them. I know that it's them. Anna softens and is like, okay, okay. Like, I'm sorry. And they hug. And then Anna kisses Lucy and Lucy pulls back. Like, what are you doing? Mm. And, Anna just like hugs her again and Lucy starts crying and Lucy says, will I ever be free of this? And Anna has a moment of like looking very sorry for her friend. And then she says, yes, yes, you will. She's hugging her, comforting her. Uh, We see later that Lucy wakes up in a bed in the house now and looks the same house, same house. They're still in the house. And she like, (laughs) do they have somewhere else to go? (laughs) Uh, She looks out the window and Anna is disposing of the bodies. She's dug a big pit. It's raining outside and she's dragging each of them one at a time into this pit. Wow. Anna is a really good friend. She's a really good friend. She's a really good friend. (laughs) As she comes in for the mom, she sees that the mom is still alive. What? No. Yikes. And the mom screams when she comes to consciousness and Lucy hears it. And Lucy comes down and and Anna is telling her, like, be quiet, be quiet, please. Like, you have to be quiet. And it's clear that Anna wants to help this woman and mm-hmm. and is like, you have to be quiet. And she takes the daughter's body and is carrying it out. And Lucy comes in and is like, what? I heard a scream. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, it's OK. And she's like, I thought they came. I thought she was back. And Anna says, no, no, it's OK. Get your get your stuff like where it's time for us to go soon. I'm I'm just finishing up. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, no, it's fine. It's no big deal. I'm just got one more body. Also, the like, you go get your stuff. What like <laughs> what life is there for this woman? 
It's like, I'm sort of like, maybe, I know. No, you want to be her. dead. You definitely want to be dead. This is a, you want to be dead in this situation. Yeah, I think put her out of her fucking misery. So she's carrying out the daughter and dumping the daughter's body now into the pit. I hope she's really well hydrated. She's got to be very yeah, strong. Yeah, so many oh, horses. God. This is a really big risk for Charlie this is horses. A huge Charlie horse risk. Charlie horse risk. <laughs> I haven't seen her take one sip of water. Okay, and she's been crying. I'm worried. I'm worried as well. <laughs> I'm worried, and rightfully. It's taking me right out of the movie. I need to see some water breaks. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, um, doesn't make any sense. I actually do have a note later about water, and we'll get there. Uh, so then we see that as Anna is outside dumping the body, she hears Lucy screaming inside and runs inside to to help Lucy. And Lucy has locked herself in a bathroom, and we see that she's in there with the creature. This is like a very scarily filmed scene. There's like a clawfoot tub and the creatures on the other side of it, like climbing Ew. around, putting it's all like putting the limbs in the tub and then looking under it just as very spidery kind of yeah. crawly. And Lucy is screaming, screaming, Anna, help me. She's in here. And Anna's trying to get in, but the door is locked and she's like, you unlock the door and she's trying to bust it down the creature grabs the knife and stabs Lucy through the leg and then through the Ooh, shoulder. What the fuck? And Anna is able to finally bust down the door. She grabs, pulls Lucy out of there. And then Lucy like lunges like with both of them into another room and locks the door. Like she's running from the creature and she's panting and she's like, yelling through the door now at the creature and she says leave me alone i killed them i killed them and she like whimpers and says i even killed their kids oh my god it's so sad i like, gotta cry um and she like it starts to cry at at this moment we get another flashback of her in the chair and a woman comes in and is feeding her some nasty looking slop actually kind of looks like split pea soup but she we know from <laughs> lucy's face that it is horrible Sorry, this tasting. is this is a huge pivot from what we're talking about but recently <laughs> i had a can of split pea soup <laughs> and it wasn't the best split pea soup you know it was just a can of split pea soup but we had it and I was hungry and we didn't have much other food in the house and so I, I was eating this split pea soup and Joel had apparently never had split pea soup <gasps> what? I love split in pea soup in his life and so I was like oh well you should try it and he took a bite of the soup and was like why would anyone <laughs> he was like so much more confused having tried what I was eating it's truly like it's you disgusting. are ill like what, what's wrong with you <laughs> and it really made me laugh and I because when I was a kid I used to think split pea soup was horrifying and again this can of split pea soup not the best split pea soup but some split pea soup is can really be good. Very good yeah it can be good and Joel just like doesn't understand Anderson's I mean, it is pretty Anderson's Pea soup. Pea soup Anderson's. Pea soup Anderson's. What used to be like my favorite place when we would take road trips as a kid. Be like, we got to go yep. to Anderson's Pea Soup. Pea Soup Anderson's. I forget that. It's pea always. Soup Anderson's. Pea Soup Anderson's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, but yeah, so Lucy's being fed what looks like pea soup, but based on her face. I mean, Ew. maybe based on her face, it is split, split pea soup, but <laughs> she hates <laughs> Angel's face. <laughs> yeah. And she pushes back and the woman gets her ankle caught. There's like some metal protruding out of the ground, like a, a I don't know, wire thing and it twists her ankle and she falls down and collapses and it gives Lucy the window to like grab the keys from her. She unlocks herself as the woman is like screaming on the floor, like stop it. No, 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 you little bitch. And Lucy frees herself and is running. And as she's running, she doesn't know which way to go, but she sees light like through a door, like daylight, like that seems to be the right way. But then from the other direction, she hears the sound of a woman whimpering. And so she turns around to look through this other door as the woman with her broken ankle on the floor is yelling like, no, don't go in there. Don't go in there. And she goes into this other room and sees Another woman tied up to another chair with, I think, her mouth sewn shut. Ew. Uh, ew. What the and fuck? Cuts all over her body. Oh my God. Is it the creature? And she runs. Uh, she's like afraid and runs. And this is intercutting now with her in present day, like yelling at the creature on the other side of the door. And she's saying, like, forgive me, forgive me. It wasn't mm. my fault. Mm hmm. Got and it. so, yeah, she's being haunted by her guilt <sighs> of person leaving she didn't save this okay. person. Because also, when we first mm. see the creature in the house, she has the shotgun and she puts the shotgun away and she pulls out a knife. Mm -hmm. So she, like, gives the knife to the creature, basically. Right? I mean, right. it feels like... Because she's really, she's really going to cut herself and punish herself yeah. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, this, that's really awful. It's very, very sad. <laughs> I just really grind through a lot of this of just um, mm. the metaphor here of even after she has gotten her revenge or justice, um, that it's trauma still, never goes away. Yeah, there's there's no nothing you can do. Outrunning it. That's going to be with you forever. Mm. Uh, so Anna gets out of this room and locks Lucy in it as she goes back to try to save the woman that's downstairs. And the woman is asking, why did she do this? Why did she do this? And she's she's got her like hoisted over her shoulder. She's trying to carry her out of the house. And Lucy's banging on the door like, let me out, Anna, Anna, what's happening? And I think she, or Lucy hears that the mother is still alive. And so she's getting angry and we see her like banging on the door, like, no, 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 like Anna. And she, Lucy sees an open window in the room that she's in. And we go downstairs with Anna and this mother. And the mom is saying like, please like an ambulance for my, for my children, please. Oh, honey. Oh, no. Yeah. It's too late for that. No, they're in a pit. They're dead in a pit. <laughs> oh, they're no, they're in, in a pit. pit. <laughs> I would, but they're in a pit. Oh, girl, they're dead in a pit. Uh, and as she's carrying her through the living room, 
Lucy pops out with a hammer, smacks the mom in the head, and then just absolutely pulverizes her head and is just bashing her head in over and over and over as Anna is screaming, Lucy, no, please. And crying. And oh my God. After Lucy has for sure killed this woman this time, she turns back and looks at Anna like she's feeling very betrayed and looks at her with this look and she says, you didn't, you've like never believed me, have you? Like, you don't believe me that this is them. Like, you're just like the doctors, you think I'm crazy too. And Anna's like Mm. pleading with her and being like, no, that's not, that's not true, Lucy. I'm sorry. And Lucy is crying and says, it's, it's over, Anna. It's over. And she hears the creature moaning and we now see the creature crawling towards her very slowly and they go and kind of face each other and it's almost like making up after a fight it looks like that they're kind of being tender with each other now Mm -hmm. and she touches the creature's face and she says they're dead they won't hurt they won't hurt you anymore and she grabs the box a box cutter hate to see it and we get like our first very good look at the creature and we see that it is the woman we've the mm-hmm. stitched lips and well. same cuts and so they're now face to face sitting on the ground and the creature takes the box cutter and is slicing down the full length of Lucy's arms what the fuck is Anna here? Anna, they had just gotten in that fight. And I think at the end of that, Lucy shoved Anna. And so she's on the other side of the room and kind of hurt. So she's trying to crawl over to Lucy at this moment and calling out to her, like, stop. And we see for the first time from Anna's point of view that there is nobody there and that mm. Lucy is doing this to herself. She's cutting herself. Mm. And... It's cutting back and forth between Lucy's POV and Anna's POV. And so we see the creature grabbing Lucy's head and banging it into the wall. And then we see from Anna's POV that Lucy's just banging her head into a wall. And she uh, eventually runs from the creature and runs through a glass window into the yard where it's like pouring rain and Anna's chasing her and Lucy looks up at her. They're looking at each other. Anna's saying, no, Lucy, no. And Lucy takes the box God. cutter and slits her own throat. Oh, great. And dies. And it's very, it's in slow motion. Anna's like running out to her. It's a very beautiful scene of, oh, it's like absolutely oh. devastating. Um, but yeah, so that's like the first act of the movie and that was, Mm -hmm. I thought our protagonist. So again, I'm just like, yeah, like what is this movie? What's going to happen next? Is Anna going to be haunted by Lucy? I was kind of thinking Anna was going to go and get the revenge that, um, Lucy wanted and like find out facts for real because right now we don't know like were these yeah, the people maybe these aren't the right people anyway yeah yeah mm. so 
Uh, now Anna brings Lucy's body inside, is cleaning her, crying. It's like this very emotional scene of her saying she's sorry. And she falls asleep at her side. And then the sun rises still, the next still day. In the house? Still yeah, in the they're, house? they're really concerned. <laughs> this is our house. Now. Yeah, no one's coming to this house. Really unconcerned. No one's stopping by. Jesus. Then Anna calls her mom. And her mom answers is she's a is, mom. I'm confused. I thought she was an orphan too. That's what I thought too. And I don't. I I think maybe it, it's adopted mother, possibly, or it could be a birth mother that like put her up for adoption mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this mom is immediately like very angry and yelling at her like no word from you in two years and now you're calling me like what's the what's the deal you think i haven't suffered enough for like what i did you think i don't think about that every day like are you still mad at me yeah probably the mom who put her up for adoption yeah and anna is very meek and crying and saying oh like it's nothing like i just wanted to talk to you i just wanted to hear your voice She's and she says, are you still with that girl? Are you still with are you under your under her spell? And she calls her. She says she's a a bitch and a pervert and a loser. (laughs) And as Anna is on the phone and it's, I think, one of the bedrooms, she hears a noise and sets the phone down and looks for the source of this noise and locates it to a cabinet and opens a cabinet and there is a hidden trap door to a fucking torture basement. <laughs> Wait. <gasps> what? Yeah. It's all metal. It's like a long hallway down, down, deep underground. And so this was them. Oh, my oh. God. My God. Again, I'm shocked and surprised and just twists and turns in this movie wow whoa well i mean lucy was never going to find peace uh regardless no but anna i'm thinking this is a good time to call the police now would be the right time don't go down into the torture tunnel but she does She does, and she takes the weakest little flashlight ever, barely doing anything. And this basement is going down and down. Like there's ladders. There's like a a, a thing that you have to open and lowers this ladder. So it's really um, going down there. And she's hearing a noise, following that same noise, and it's a whimpering noise. And she finds, oh my god, oh my, god. I think the fucking woman? same woman. <gasps> yeah, but now for real. Are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. She's and been it's... down there this whole time? Oh, 15 years? With her mouth sewn shut? I don't or know. Or is it Maybe a different a di- woman it might they've be a different same, woman. Because her mouth is not sewn shut, but it's covered in scars. Like, she's covered in scars. They could have so cut cut yeah, been taken, taken out. Taken stitches out. She now yeah. has a metal blindfold on that's, like, drilled into her skull. <gasps> what the fuck? And a metal diaper. It's really bad. It's <laughs> so, so oh bad. Oh, my God. She hears Lucy and is and she's you mean um, Anna. Oh yeah, Anna. And it's like reaching for her. Oh my god. She can't, she's can't speak and Anna finds the keys to her chains and and unchains her and just carrying her out of there takes her upstairs and 
this woman is so extremely wounded and uh it's really really horrible and she gets her in the a bathtub and she still not calling 911 it's still like the, not police calling the police and emergency services don't exist in this universe which is really crazy she's like i just all over it's all my responsibility <laughs> like i guess i'm in charge now she's a martyr baby she likes to suffer for others oh my god and in moving the this woman now upstairs she passes by lucy's body and like kneels at her side and says like please forgive me forgive me forgive me because she was doubting her before and she was telling the truth and so lucy or excuse me anna feels very guilty about this now she goes now to this a uh, new woman and is bathing her very gently. It's very, again, tender. And she's like being very, just saying the same things that she used to say to Lucy of like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Like you can calm down and like, you're safe now. It's not going to be okay. <laughs> Nothing's okay. No. Not. This no. is the least okay. It could ever be. No. no. Well, I might be wrong about that. <sighs> I think this yeah, is probably worse. the most upsetting part i mean i don't know it's a take your pick it's upsetting at, at basically this point, start to finish are, are you still you're still like i love this movie or did that end with the first act i think i was still on board here but less so it's kind of waning okay. <laughs> they're getting a little nervous <laughs> and okay. so she uh, gets a fucking screwdriver and undrills this helmet <gasps> from her oh head. No. It's like not your responsibility. Pouring I'm sorry. Blood. The oh woman is like screaming God. in pain. Probably not something that should be done. No. no. Outside of a hospital. No. What the fuck? Ah! Uh. She wraps the woman in a towel and says, "Like you can rest now." She says, puts her in a bed in one of the bedrooms. Does she take the thing off her face? Yeah, and she has like a, a shaved strip down in her hair, like a bald, oh bald spot. Otherwise, very long hair. Okay, so Anna is scary. Yeah, I'm scared of Anna uh, yeah, now. Anna is something is fucking going on up there. You don't really feel scared of her in the movie. I feel it's like oh, okay. I'm very upset by what she has, the choices she's making. Yeah, I think that is fair, but. It happens all very quickly, and it's like clear that she's also in a state of shock That's and panic. True. She's in unbelievable mm -hmm. shock right now, and mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel necessarily, certainly not sinister. But it's I not think like she's malicious. making. I think she's making dumb decisions, but I think it could be attributed to the absolute insanity of the situation, <laughs> clouding her Fair. judgment. Fair. So now she's at Lucy's side again, crying, asking for forgiveness. And then she hears a noise coming from the room that she's laid the woman in. That doesn't sound good and runs in there to check on her. The woman has found a knife and is cutting off her own skin. <gasps> she like wrestles the knife out of her hand and the woman is swatting, uh, swatting at her and and fighting her. Presumably this woman can't see really. She looks like completely feral. Yeah, she's like, I don't know if yeah. she can see, but she is not. Well, <laughs> she's not. It's not good. And she runs into the hallway. The woman does and is now 
banging her head against the wall. Um, she's like dragging, like wiping her blood because her hand is now partially skinned and she's dr- kind of dragging her face on the wall, like as if oh. she's trying to rub her skin off. What the fuck? And okay. Anna is chasing after her, trying to stop her, get her to stop. And then you hear a gunshot and she is shot through the head. Anna is completely shocked. And we turn and see like five people in suits with guns walking into the house. Suits? Like what mm, kind of suits? Not like, uh, they're like almost combat suits. Okay. Like, so they could be like, like businessmen, CIA or something, but we don't know. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and a woman with a gun comes to talk to Anna points to lucy says who's that she says that's lucy she says what's your name and (laughs) she says anna and uh, one of the men behind her says we've been trying to reach the belfons all day like this shouldn't have happened and like what are you doing here and anna is in complete shock and the woman grabs her and drags her into that basement no and hand, no. handcuffs her to the uh, to a wall. No. no, no, Anna, you should have gotten out of there so long ago. There were so many moments. Oh, so many, many moments. So many moments. No, so this is like a a torture syndicate. Yeah, like a organized. They were like middlemen in this fucking torture organization. Yeah. <sighs> So an older woman comes in. There's photos on the walls in this basement of like people essentially in various stages of torture. And an older woman comes in and sits at at the table with uh, Anna. And this is Mademoiselle. They all refer to her as Mademoiselle. And... She basically says, Lucy escaped 15 years ago at a time when we were, shall we say, less organized. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And she says, but Lucy was uh, or she says, like, that takes a lot of spirit for her 15 years later to, like, find them. Like, I'm I'm impressed. That takes a lot of spirit. But Lucy was still only a victim like all the others. It's so easy to create a victim. You just put a person in a room and make them suffer. And increase the suffering. And she says their trauma makes them see things that don't exist. Um, What did Lucy see? Anna says she saw a dead girl. Mademoiselle nods. Ah, yes. And the girl that you just found saw cockroaches. She'd rather cut her own skin off than like bear to feel the cockroaches crawling on her. And she says... People no longer contemplate suffering. That's just the way the world is now. There are so many victims. Martyrs are so rare. Martyrs accept suffering and bear the pain of the world. And she brings out this file and starts showing her photos that are essentially the same photos we saw on the wall of people being tortured. And she's saying, describing basically what happened to each of these people. They're all women. Some are children. And saying they died in these different or they're they're alive in these photos. And she says, look at their eyes. Look at their eyes. These are I think we're being told that these are martyrs, true martyrs. 
and you can see it in their eyes. These people were alive when these very disturbing photos were taken. You can see it. She keeps saying, look at the eyes, look at the eyes. And Anna is horrified by everything that she's seeing. Wait, she's saying she's saying, look at their eyes because they're truly alive in that moment because they're feeling so much pain or like, isn't it amazing? They're still alive despite all this. She's saying that you can implying that you can recognize martyrdom through the look in their eyes because they have transcended something to be able to survive in that moment of such extreme suffering. And like want the suffering. Isn't martyring someone who like wants the suffering? Um, Do you know what I mean? Or has at least like surrendered to it is like not fighting it at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe not Mm. wanting it, but just like accepting it. I think maybe either. Because I wouldn't say that like her trying to avoid cockroaches and by cutting off her own skin is like accepting suffering. Wouldn't it be her like accepting the fact that no, she's a victim. Everywhere? That's that. She's a victim. She's oh, not she's a, martyr. a victim. She's not a martyr. I see. I see. Martyrs are very rare. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. <sighs> and so, yeah, she's basically revealing that they've tried all these ways. They're basically a syndicate that's trying to create martyrs because they think that in reaching that point that you might be able to get a glimpse of what lies beyond. Well, Mademoiselle, um, I wanted like to sign you up for this little task. Let's see how you do under these conditions. Maybe you're the one. So they're like religious zealots? It doesn't feel particularly religious, but I suppose so. I suppose that's probably part of it. They're at least in search of answers of what happens after you die. And they think that they can get there by bringing people, people to the brink, absolute brink of death over long periods of time. Awesome. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Some people come in, some henchmen, and <sighs> uh, what do you call chloroform? Anna, she wakes up in oh, the God. same no. room oh, no. we Here saw we earlier. Here we go. Chained to that Ugh. chair oh, with the hole in no. it. It's nope, so much nope. worse when you, like, know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> She's being fed the slop now. It looks so fucking nasty. I mean, it looks like split pea soup, which I, again, I think (laughs) is good, but like her reactions to it are just really upsetting. Ew, ew. We see time is passing. This like keeps going in and out of fading, fading to black. Like time is passing. She is down there for a long time. We see her peeing in the little bucket. Um, And then a man comes down at some point and uncuffs her and is basically looking like he's kind of challenging her to run for the exit. And then as she does, he punches her and basically beats the shit out of her anytime she tries to escape. And this is now just like the fucking worst montage (laughs) in the world of just her repeated suffering and torture. (sighs) I mean... Yeah, I guess it's torture, but it's mostly she's being beaten by this man and um, some things that really upset me. (laughs) Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's tell us. Tell us. Were (laughs) that you could see 
that her underwear is wet because she has to pee through it because she can't like oh take so that off. Yeah, she's like that was UTI is probably very all the time. upsetting to me. Ooh, which would be that would kill yeah. you eventually. Yeah. yeah, that would just fucking kill you eventually. That, I mean, that would be great if you could. Yeah, if you could die. Mm-hmm. And this is where I, I wrote that it seems like they're giving her like three sips of water a day. And like it's not enough. Full of Charlie horses. Think of the Charlie horses. Mm, mm, hmm. hmm. And again, in the UTIs. Yeah. They cut her hair all off at one point. And there's a part. A, Part where the man is punching her and clearly knocks her out and then punches her again as she's falling to the floor. That I really hated, obviously. And at some point, a woman comes in and gives her a very aggressive sponge bath. And that was very upsetting. Just like a mean sponge bath. Yeah, when you're already covered in wounds. Yeah, it's awful. Now we see her head is fully shaved. And this whole <sighs> part is this is like drawn out and we are we are suffering. And this is the part where I'm like really reflecting on my own choices and why mm. I like horror movies and why. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. You're like, why have I done this to myself? <laughs> yeah. And am I the martyr? Um, oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, I'm pretty sure that I'm the martyr. In this scenario, because mm. I'm the one who really doesn't like horror movies. And yet here I am every week. No, I'm the martyr. <laughs> I think pick me. I think pick me. It's Choose me. me. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, her wounds and bruises are getting progressively worse. There's like the makeup is so gnarly. Her she has a black eye so intensely that her like nose is also black and Mm. as she is in strapped to the chair again this like really gentle piano comes in all of this has been basically just sound design silence and like this really gentle piano starts coming in it feels like so nice like one you're like oh what a nice thing like one nice thing <laughs> you're so desperate for it mm-hmm. at this point and we hear anna is hearing a conversation between her and lucy as kids we're hearing the audio Ooh. of them talking to each other <laughs> i'm gonna cry <laughs> oh, no 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 this is when they're like 13-ish or are they younger than that? I think they're 13, maybe a little younger okay. actually. And we hear Lucy asking Anna saying like why are you not scared? And Anna says I didn't go through what you went through. And Lucy says how do you stop being scared? And Anna says, you let yourself go, I think. Just let yourself go. And she's like looking so beaten down and she like something in her eyes changes. And uh, we hear Lucy say, you're not scared now, Anna. You're not scared anymore. (laughs) Oh. 
motherfucker. And now we see, like, again, a montage of her going through her horrible routine. But now she's, like, incredibly well-behaved and submissive to everything. She's eaten her slop right up. Mm. Okay. And the man comes in and still just, like, punches her over and over. Previously, we've seen her kind of fight back or try to run away. Now she is just sitting and taking it. So much so that they no longer have to have her in handcuffs. She is no longer Ugh, even trying how? to escape. Ugh, ugh. And this is what they want. Mm, yes. They're calling martyrdom. It's like Stockholm Syndrome is martyrdom. Like, it's like the same yeah. result. Ugh. And a woman comes down and like strokes her hair and says, like, basically, you're doing such a good job. Your suffering is almost over. There's just one more stage. No. And the man comes in and carries her into this very medical looking room and straps her into this contraption that looks kind of like those things astronauts train in that are like those circle things that spin around. Mm. So Mm -hmm. she's kind of strung up a little Christ-like also. And... They cut her clothes off and we get a close up of her face as it looks like something very painful is happening to her, but she's not screaming. She's just kind of grimacing and we reveal that they have cut, uh, they cut all of her skin off. They skin her, skin her alive. What? And I wrote here in my notes, looks like like my my Julia Halloween costume will come in handy again. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh my my God. Um, And we see in her face that she looks completely surrendered to what's happening to her. She's. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, my God. We see the one of the women that um, is um, feeding her and stuff comes down. And screams, saying, her eyes, her eyes, she's let go. She's completely let go. And they call Mademoiselle and like the guy that punches her comes in. And they all seem like very excited by this. And Mademoiselle's like, I'll be there right away. He said, I mean, how long can you live once you've been skinned? Yeah, it doesn't seem long. I have no idea, and I hope to never know. To never know. <laughs> to never know. <laughs> I don't, don't want to know, but I can't imagine. Like you, just you would bleed so much. You would think, but she's not really bleeding. <gasps> I don't want to think about it too hard. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, and so we see her strung up, uh, like basically on a crucifix, and we zoom into her eye, and this. It like it goes into this very abstract kind of almost like a, a computer screensaver type thing. <laughs> it reminded mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. of um, the scene in Annihilation where Natalie Portman sees the alien mm-hmm. and it's just very hypnotic mm-hmm. and it feels like what seeing God might feel like in a sense of just like it's it's kind of not not of this world and mm. uh mademoiselle comes in and and finds her just after this vision 
and she kneels at her side and asks her, did you see, did you see the other world? Did you see the other side? And Anna turns her head and whispers something in Mademoiselle's ear. And we see all these cars pulling up outside and all these people in suits now coming. It's like uh, basically yeah, like a cult that Jesus Christ um, is being called to now. Uh, we've got a we got a live one. We got a, a martyr. It's happening. It's all like old white people. Very scary. Ew. And uh, a man comes to to address all of them. They're all gathered in a room. And the man says, uh, uh, today, Anna so-and-so was martyred. In 17 years, she's only the fourth to reach martyrdom. But she is the first to relay what she has seen. And she saw what lay beyond death. She told Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle's going to tell you all. In a moment here, I'm going to go get her. Everyone's just so excited. And <laughs> so this guy goes to get Mademoiselle. She's in the bathroom taking off all of her makeup. And he's through the door asking her, um, are you ready? Did, did she say something? Did she tell you? Mademoiselle says, yes. She told me, he said, was it clear? She says, crystal, crystal clear. It was precise. And he's like giddy with excitement. And she mm -hmm. asks him, can you imagine what happens after death? And he says, no. And she says, keep doubting. And she pulls out a gun and shoots herself in the head. <gasps> and then the, some text comes up, says the definition of martyr is based on a Latin word or something, and it means witness. And we see a final shot of Anna still alive, just with that look in her eyes that we recognize from the other photos. And that's the end of the movie. What actual fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. What? Okay, so what do we think she said to well, Mademoiselle? That's the, that's the big question. And there are a lot of theories out there. I like went into Reddit and there's just so many theories. And I think the ambiguity is what's you know the point, the point yeah. of it but i feel like either she told her something very bad or very good right <laughs> but well, kind of no matter what you can poke holes in it there's no real thing that feels like oh yeah that's what she said mm -hmm. because if she said yeah. something really good you would think that she would want to tell, all, share tell that. all of her friends and then maybe shoot herself because she'd be like i want to get there so that sounds great but also you're not going to heaven bitch yeah. <laughs> or maybe she said, no I was thinking she was just going to say nothing. But then also it's like, why would you shoot yourself and rush to get there then? But yeah, I think that's maybe more likely. But it's also, I think, yeah, you can think really hard about this. And I did a little bit I and I wanna. still just feel like it's better to just have it be an unanswered question because <laughs> I can't get a good wow. answer. But 
That was very sad. It's very sad. I feel like the first half is like such such a powerful depiction of trauma. Um, and mm. Mm. I think the second half is very interesting. Is completely miserable. <laughs> well, it is a big twist too that it's like an organized. crime unit there's also theories that it's kind of like about capitalism and about these like people on top causing all the suffering in the world in order to gain something Mm -hmm. for themselves um interesting yeah yeah i wouldn't say i loved it wow (laughs) deeply upsetting deeply upsetting Mm. yeah i i mean i've got to say the experience of watching it is like absolutely horrible (laughs) i just can't believe how oh there's just nothing nice in it at all it's so fucking bleak Mm. it makes you feel like absolute shit but you know i got you know i like to feel like shit but then it's all it's like made me feel like such shit that it it, que- Do it I questions like, like the nature of that desire and suffering. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the point of the whole movie is like, what is the point of this suffering, suffering. and pain? Mm. And like, why do I like, yeah, like to sit in that mm. feeling? The deep, deep, deep well of suffering that this movie create like creates and like is real in the world like there's so much suffering in the world (laughs) and it's so fucking sad and i feel like this movie just really makes you feel it makes you feel it jesus fucking christ i feel like i need to go to sleep yeah (laughs) yeah it just made you depressed it sent you into an extreme depression i'm sort of just like ready i i yeah it's good to i need to (laughs) <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> you need to go make yourself some more split like, pea soup shutting down i'm like i guess right, well, <laughs> yeah see you guys i'm gonna go like i'm just um uh i um I, it's like pulling you into the the pit of depression it yeah it's like i've like bro this movie has like broken my spirit yeah it feels <laughs> that way it's just oh, like no. a like a fucking weight pulling us down to the depths of despair. Uh, A quote from the director, he said he intended to make the film's audience feel real pain and share it as part of an honest process of communion. It was a very Catholic process. I have a very Catholic mind. (laughs) Yeah, well, so it's bringing us together. suffering. Suffering is bringing us together. Thank you to the director. I don't like it. Oh my god! What do you guys say? Worse than Human Centipede? Good. I um. I it's different. Was able to talk. Yes and no. It's different. Different. (sighs) Like um, Human Centipede was physically more difficult for me to endure. Mm -hmm. This one is uh, absolutely emotionally more. Yeah. I'm like, I was pretty much able to walk away from Human Centipede, being like, that was nasty and bad and this one i'm gonna be like well i am sad (laughs) and i don't know how to recover we have our own trauma monsters now i think that i was expecting there to be some kind of bigger or more severe upsetting betrayal that happened between lucy and anna and i thought Mm -hmm. that was going to be part of the martyrdom 
and that didn't happen. So I'm relieved in a way. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't see anything get screwed into um, anybody's Seeing it screwed out is, I think, just as bad. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. I was worried we were going to get that again. Right. You know, I thought it was gonna, we were going to do yeah. more. But do you kind of see what I mean about it, like, not being torture porn? I know that there is a lot yeah. of horrible things torture. happening in it, but I feel like torture porn kind of implies that somebody is enjoying it. <laughs> right, right. Yes, yes. And nobody is, like, uh, even the people that are, are working there, they, like, look, like, nobody is delighting in anybody's suffering. This is, this is... A means to an end for them. They are look like they're at the office. They're like doing their job. They're very emotionless yeah. about it. And it's just it's just mm-hmm. uh, an oversimplification of this movie to call it torture porn, because I feel like yeah. there's a lot more going on. The thing that bothers me is that there are easier ways. I mean, I know part of part of it is I mean the whole thing rests on this idea of martyrdom, which would require extreme suffering. But if you want to know if the whole point is what you want to know what happens after death, wouldn't you just try to like kill people and bring them back to life? Wouldn't that be like what your goal is Um, instead of this other crazy goal, which, which seems a lot harder and more time consuming? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you'd end up killing a lot more people if that was what you were trying well, to do. We, if we want to start a cult, we could do we could do that. Just feels like more rational choice. Yeah. To I agree. <laughs> just focus on that instead. I agree. They, do they ever acknowledge that? Do they ever say like that doesn't work because No. X, Y, and Z. No, nobody nobody even thought of that. <laughs> they needed you there. That really bothers me. This organization needs some restructuring. Yeah, boy, oh boy, what a fucking. I'm sad. I'm sad. Devastating. I'm sad. Film. I'm sad. Oh, I know. I'm man. curious because I was going to do Inside. I was like, I bet Inside is not as fucking sad as sad? that. But maybe it is. Who knows? Again, in a year, we'll find out. I bet we'll find out. Yeah. Just give it, give it time. God damn it. Um, okay. But okay, we did it and we never have to do it again. Great. We did Proud it. of us. Never again. Never have to do it again. Ever again. I'd say that this movie really surprised me. I'm glad that I saw it. I don't really recommend it to anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm putting it out of my mind as quickly as possible. I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm forgetting try. it already. Yeah. I'm already losing the details. Okay, great. It's gone. Mm. And it's gone. (laughs) No voices. No voices. Oh, my God. Can you imagine trying to do a silly voice right now after that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We will say a very somber from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Goodbye. We love Goodbye. you. We, you know, hug. Give we each love other, you. Give we each love other you. Hugs take care. Stuff. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> take care of yourselves. Drink some water. Stay hydrated. Um. And good. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other 
cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSTW podcast. All right. We love you all forever and ever starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.